Hello friends, Mike Margulies here. It's been almost four years since our last recording, and we decided to bring Walking the Earth podcast back, well, partly inspired by my decision to travel across the country in time of coronavirus, and it seemed like an interesting thing to document, uh, as well as uh, Justin's own personal recovery from coronavirus and our reflections in general on how life has changed. Uh, it's an interesting moment. We didn't have access to the beautiful audio equipment you're hearing me speak in right now. We did things the old-fashioned way on a Zoom call, but we did want to capture this unique moment in time. Uh, so with that, I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Walking the Earth podcast. I'm Justin Castle calling in from New York, New York. And I'm Mike Margulies. I am calling in today from Baltimore, Maryland. Hey, buddy. It's been a while. How are you? Hey, yeah. We haven't done one of these in almost four years. It's Yeah, I feel the rust inhibiting my ability to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and today, uh, the date of this recording is... May 1st, 2020, and we're... Beautiful Friday day. Yeah, in the middle of the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and what a pandemic it has been. <laughs> it's been horrible. Um, but yeah, we, so we kind of... Mike had the idea that we should r get this thing back up and running because of our experiences in the pandemic. It's been kind of somewhat unique um i mean mike mike and i saw each other about a month and a half ago and yep. everything has changed in a month and a half the whole world has gone upside down uh <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um we last saw each other in person on the 9th right in the beginning of this whole thing 9th of march of march right yeah we well i yeah i came back from the west coast i'm living currently uh, even though we both grew up here in Baltimore, um, I have been living in California, in Oakland, and I flew back in the beginning of March, right, uh, you know, as this was starting, uh, we had a, a wedding, one of our old high school friends. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm, ha I'm held up in my New York City apartment, just uh, on the Upper East Side, just staring out the window, wishing that uh, I could spend more time outside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought I was just coming for two weeks, um, but I've yeah. been on the East Coast now, uh, stuck here for two months, although I leave tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that topic of traveling in time of COVID, <laughs> too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, so going back to when we, when we first ran into each other back, we went home. We both went back to Baltimore for that wedding, and right. it was right around the time... I, I, I'm thinking back to my earliest, like, I had a flashback just recently about talking about COVID. Like, I heard about it back in, like, the, you know, t the beginning of the year. Like, like, people mentioned it on TV, but it wasn't really prevalent until, in my mind, until six weeks ago. Until the beginning of March. And really, like, I, 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 I recorded a stand-up gig back in like January with a friend and one of the comedians I was listening back to did a COVID did a, a COVID joke. And honestly, it didn't even, I don't think I even realized the, how fun, like what it was at that right. point right. back in January, February. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't like, even know oh. if in January it was on my radar at all. Um, and in yeah. February I launched, you know, I was planning an event for May uh, yeah. In February, I announced and was selling tickets to an event for May, which obviously <laughs> that's well, that's been postponed. And um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Um, I think it was end of February when it started to be on my radar. Is oh wait, this is like a series, and in, and it hit California sooner than it hit the East Coast, or at least it was taken seriously sooner in California than it was on the East Coast. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, was, I think it was end of February when my peers and social circles started talking about things like quarantining 
Really? Uh, and I, well, yeah, we, it was definitely in the conversation. As I remember before I left uh, for the East Coast, I was even making jokes about it. Um, you know, before I left, I was, see- I was seeing yeah. friends and, you know, I, I met up with some friends like late February, very, very beginning of March, you know, having dinners with some people. And I was, you know, I would say things like, oh, life's pretty good pre-apocalypse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we still have things like restaurants working. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I kind of had this, I kind of knew that some shit was going down real soon. Right. And, and what's interesting to me is like, when it started getting kind of realish for me is when it was probably the week before it was probably like the first week in the very first week in March and like the last week in February, the very first week in March, because I knew, I remember like thinking like, Oh, I've got this wedding to go to. And then all the news start coming out and then I'm like, Oh, are we, are we, is there, I guess, yeah, I'm I'm still going to this wedding, but right. you know all this stuff is coming out and coming out, and then I realized like, oh wait, I'm supposed to host Mike at my apartment <laughs> after the wedding in New York, right. and then I'm like, uh, you know, started thinking about like questioning yep. it a little bit, but but at the same time I was like, there, I'd say majority of my brain was like, no, this is still going to happen, like nothing's right. going to change. Well, I I remember, I mean, I definitely was you know, consider there's a part of me is like, should I be flying back to the East Coast now? A part of me was not sure. And I and I was saying to people, you know, some of the jokes I was making at the time, too. You know, right. he was asking, oh, how long are you going? I said, oh, two weeks, theoretically, but we'll see. Uh, right. You know, saying it as like a half joke. But I, I think a part of me knew there was a real possibility I, I was not going to be flying back in two weeks because of the situation and how it was going. And again, definitely after the wedding. So after the wedding, yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, I went to New York and I stayed with you for a night. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember that day too. So this was, uh, what day is that? That was like March 8th or something. Um, yeah, I remember March 8th thinking, Sunday. yeah. And I remember thinking even then I was evaluating, uh, you know, wait, should I, should I go to New York right now? And I obviously ended up, I did end up doing it, um, for better or worse. But yeah, um, yeah so I, I did stop in New York for a couple of days, very beginning of March. And when I was in New York is when, you know, shit started getting real because, you know, meetings I had, people were starting right. to cancel the meetings. And I remember when I was at your place is when the, the notifications came through, like, hey, uh, but it was like this really weird mixed messaging, right? It was like, hey, right. don't use the Metro, but if, if you have you to use the to. Metro, use it. <laughs> <laughs> don't use it if you don't have to. Right. But that's the only way I get around. So, okay, I'm using it. <laughs> right, right. And I, I, I remember also around this time, though, uh, on the West Coast, stuff right. was already pretty far along. People were already starting to quarantine and lock down. Um, by and themselves, so I, or or was that by like were before those the local... government action? At least in okay. my in my social circles, people were starting to quarantine around this time. And so, um, you know, I was back think, in. Do you think was everybody that, was, or just your friends? Not everybody. Who are, their travel savvy friends. Um, and it's like, yeah, I, I live in a, a very uh, conscious group of, uh, of friends out there, you know, so uh, yeah. the communities I, I'm in, yeah, we're definitely, I would say, ahead of the curve and leading some of it. Um, it was helpful, actually, because then, you know, I, I, I popped in New York a couple of days, right, and I came back, and I, and I remember taking the Amtrak, by the time I was taking the Amtrak back from New yeah. York to Baltimore, and this was like, I guess, March 11th, you know, and yeah. I'm on the Amtrak, and I've you know, I'm wearing, I'm, I'm, I don't even, I don't know if I was wearing a mask at the time, but, you know, everyone who would cough or something, you would, yeah, uh, you'd say, look oh. at them wearing, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was, all of a sudden, everything was starting to get different, and, you know, when I got, when I got back to Baltimore, it became clear really soon I wasn't gonna get on the yeah. flight back, and I started being kind of like, the, almost like, became like the Paul Revere of the coronavirus right. because at this point um, I saw what was happening in California and I knew the East coast was only like a week or two behind. So I was starting to tell, you know, my family and friends, right. you know, the Raise coronavirus the is coming, coronavirus <laughs> is coming. And like, <laughs> you know, and telling people like, Hey, we're gonna like have to be locked down pretty because people were not really that locked down yet at this point. Yeah. And so I was starting to tell people I actually even made like some Facebook groups and stuff. Uh, you know, I made a Facebook, the Baltimore quarantine that was modeled after a Bay area quarantine group. Uh, so that, I you gotcha. know, 
for people to like share information and stuff. Yeah, and, and I'd say around the the same time. So we went we went to the wedding, but like, like people like well, we were there, but at the same time we were like, oh, we're at the wedding. It's not a big deal. Uh, but still, that slice of the brain that was like questioning, like should there. should should I have been there? But you know, I mean, rem- remember when they were passing around? They had the finger food on the trays, and, they had finger- <laughs> and I remember exactly. thinking, like, is this a good idea to have like finger right. food, like appetizers? I thought, I thought about it, but it's still like I didn't, I still ate it. Uh- <laughs> I still ate it. You know what I mean? <laughs> They still we were making jokes though, right? Because Aaron was making jokes about yeah. how, like, oh, I think I have coronavirus, haha. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, um, and he gave it to us all. <laughs> maybe. Well, you know. did get it, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. So I got it. Um, well, you, well, didn't, you didn't. You didn't get tested though. I didn't get tested, but I've. I have two doctors. I'll. I'll tell you the little story. Um, do you want to call? You want to uh, let's. Let's finish that that week, and then it's it's the, okay. literally the following weekend is started sure. feeling like shit. <laughs> but basically that week, so that week, well, we I wonder if back. I gave it to you right because I had a throat ache that week. And yes, I- you did. You stayed with me on <laughs> the ninth, you ass. But uh, you know, but I didn't. I was have telling a people ache. I was going around like at this point, like disclosing it. Hey, by the way, I have this throat ache. Are you sure you want to still meet with me? And some people right. did. Some people didn't. Some <laughs> right, exactly. And I think, I think that like that at that point, that Sunday, Monday, like they, you got the messages of like, Hey, you shouldn't use, if you don't have to use the subway, you shouldn't. Right. But yeah, my, I was at your house on the ninth. And you were at my um, house at on the ninth. I, I worked that day. Then we right. hung out that afternoon. We went, is that the night we went to the park? We went to the central park. Dave Matthews says the greatest park in the world. Yeah, the whole greatest park and the greatest city and the, the greatest, greatest city and the greatest state and the greatest country and the greatest world. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of the central, if you listen to what is it, the the, the Central Park album. Central Park album, he says. Yeah. Um, so we were we're riffing on that. Yeah, uh, we had a whole bit. And then, we, but we were in the we were in the park. We and there were a lot less people in the park than normal okay i i I thought and we were like people all the high school kids were roaming around which i noticed right because that stuck out to me a couple of the high school kids like sat next to us and were trying to like oh yeah we were playing music with us while we were playing yeah while we're playing on that bench and uh it it stuck out to me because i was like there's way more young there's way more kids here than i'm used to seeing it's mainly like older people and and couples walking around the the central park uh lawn the great lawn um but we had fun we played music yeah and then we had dinner we had a really good dinner and we oh we went out and got some burgers and stuff right it, it was a good time and then and then Marissa. That may have been the last time I went to a restaurant, or maybe I went once more to a restaurant when I was back in Baltimore with my mom or something. Yeah, I, I went. I went for, I went twice. I went for Marissa's birthday, and I, we went for a friend, a socially distant meetup. And the I, both times, the restaurants by by that Wednesday, the restaurants were bare. Like right. there, it was us. It was a us as a couple, and then like one or two other couples, and that's it. Mm. And and we had a meetup for Marissa's birthday, and there were couples there, but we stayed. We we didn't touch. We stayed. We tried to stay apart um, and do all that stuff. And by that weekend, that's when people started wearing gloves. Um, they said the restrictions on the number of people that could be in the bars. Um, so that must have been like the like the maybe like the thirteenth and fourteenth. Um, and like, you know, no more than 50% of occupancy. And then, but that whole entire week I was going to work. I was going to to sites. I was going, doing normal stuff. You know, my company didn't shut down. Uh, Marissa was able to work from home, but, um, yeah. But anyway, like, and then that weekend, um, Sunday, I started feeling like ass. Like I started getting a head cold. This is right and, after I left, a few days later. Right. So you left the, like maybe that Wednesday, right? You went back to Baltimore. Yes. So I went. So oh, anyway, I saw my entire family that Sunday, the the eighth. 
Right. Sunday the 8th, we had a birthday brunch with my entire family. Like, my old, my great aunt was there. My, like, extended family was there. My older uncles were there. And old uncles, uncles and aunts were there. And, like, like it was crazy. I saw my entire family. And then I, then I started getting sick the 15th on a Sunday. I remember it very distinctly. Like, normal cold. I'm like, oh, I got a cold. So I told my boss, I said, just to be safe, I'm not going in. Um, so I, I stayed home Sunday, Sunday, Monday, I felt like ass. Then Tuesday, I started to feel better. I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm beating this thing. This is just a cold. And then felt great on Tuesday. Then Wednesday woke up. Um, I managed to like, at that point, like people had already, like, I'd been already like trying to keep food, trying to like, you know, go to the stores and the, and the shelves were bare. The pasta started to be bare. The tomato sauce was bare. Um, and you know, toilet paper was gone. All that kind of stuff was gone. And I managed to go out on Wednesday and get a thermometer. I found one, the last thermometer, the only thermometer that I could find. I took my temperature and I had a fever and then I felt horrible. The entire, like it hit me that day. The entire day was horrible that day and the next day. Then I felt better. And then by the weekend, I was like, oh, whatever I got's gone. And then hit me again on, over the weekend. Got the, the head cold, got the chills, aches, the whole nine yards. Um, just felt horrible. Couldn't, couldn't move. Just was wrapped in like, you know, uh, blankets and, and hold up. Just like, you know, like, like when you get a bad, bad flu. Um, and then, uh, it was just a roller coaster. Then the following week, it was just aches and chills. I sweat through my, my sheets multiple nights. Um, I couldn't concentrate. I had headaches. I had indigestion problems. Like my, like solid stuff wasn't going up. <laughs> um, like, e- e- like almost every single symptom you could name, I felt, and it was just horrible. I barely ate anything. I, I like I was just like, just trying to make it through or watching TV. I was trying to work through the entire thing from home. Like I would like, I'd like pass out for an hour and then I wake up and just try to type and like do as much as I possibly could. Cause I didn't know if everybody's job was going to get cut. Um, so I worked through the entire thing mm. and then by the end, so that week I started, I started feeling way worse. So I had a video consult with a doctor and and he basically said, um, you know, via video chat, he was a very nice guy. He said, I went through the exact same story that I just told you. I told him all my symptoms. At that point, I had some like chest. I started feeling weird in my chest. And that's when I was concerned. And that got me to get on the call. Um, I was like, it felt like a little like, like pins and needles in my chest and like some heaviness. And like, it's a little you know, harder when I talk and, and he basically said everything you just described to me, the ups, the downs, the fever, the, all those, he says, I'm going through, through the same exact thing. And oh. I, and I have coronavirus. <laughs> oh, wow. The doctor, he was working Holy from home. Shit. He said, I know that you have it because I have the same exact thing that you just mentioned. Wow. And that, that's how I was diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> So the doctor said, said that to me and I'm like, all right, well, that's it. And then he said, just, just, just watch your symptoms. If it gets worse, if you can't breathe, if you can't say a sentence, if you can't complete a sentence or two or go between rooms with, without, without losing your breath then go to the hospital. Mm. And, um, I did have moments going between rooms where I'd lose my breath, like the, the chest heaviness got worse, things like that. Um, the aches and chills were still there. I was sweating through my sheets every night. It was, it was a roller coaster. And then I, I had another tele, you know, video consult because it got worse. Like, like I, I thought that my, you know, the chest stuff alleviated a little bit for a day and then it got worse towards the end of the week. So I had another video consult. Actually, I think it was that following Monday. So now I'm on my like third week of being sick almost. And they, um, she prescribed a Z-Pack. Um, no, she didn't. She said, if it gets, if you can't, if you can't breathe or it gets worse, call me. So later that week it got worse. Then she gave me a Z-Pack. 
then I started to feel better probably into my like going into my third ish end of the third ish week. I got my Z pack. I started to feel better over the course of several days and it was just a roller coaster, man. It was just not fun. Um, it was worse than any flu that I've had. And I've had salmonella, like salmonella was pretty horrible, but that lasted a week. This lasted like two, three weeks ish, maybe a little bit more. Mm. Um, it was rough, but yeah, I'm doing better. Um, I feel significantly better. It's been probably three weeks since, and I'm I'm doing okay. I'm working from home, doing as much as I can. And I, are like, you fully I can, recovered now? I would consider myself fully recovered. Um, cool. Well, I, well, that's good news. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that's my story. <laughs> no, uh, man. That's 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 awful. Like it sounds terrible. Um, I'm. Obviously, I'm glad you survived this. Thing. Yeah, man. Um, it's... There, were, there were moments. There were moments like when I called back the second time where I'm like, I, I can't. I was on a conference call for work, and and it was like an hour long conference call, and I was like on the call, like chills, like feeling like shit. Um, and it didn't help that I took like I accidentally took Nyquil. <laughs> <laughs> During the day, I went to take Dayquil, and I'm like, I can't. I was like, I feel like ass. I can't do this, and uh, I just don't. I don't know. There, not just that day, but there were other days where I like couldn't breathe and it was heavy. I, I couldn't talk like this. I couldn't say. I couldn't do like. I could talk more than they said to be wary of. If you can't get a sentence out, then go to the hospital. I I thought about it. And I got scared. There's a couple of times I got really scared. And then once I got that z pack, I, I started feeling better and that really alleviated my worries. But there were moments like towards in that third going into the second second, third week that I was like I was really, really I was worried, man, because I didn't know if, if it kept getting wor- it kept getting better, then it kept getting worse. And then, you know, it wasn't going away and I got really I got scared. I got really scared. Yes. But yeah, man, that's really rough. That that sounds terrible. Yeah, and, it was. Uh, I was. Um, but it's good. You know, I'm glad. I'm thankful that I don't have any major. I I don't think I have any side effects. But um, yeah, man. But you didn't. You didn't. You don't think you got sick, but you think you might have got. I mean, sick. I don't know, right? I I had a throat ache, which at the time I, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, this isn't one of the main symptoms of coronavirus. Right. It was more like this dry cough, and um, so, and I never had anything. I never had a fever. I never had any. But you know, some people get mild cases, though, right? Some people are are asymptomatic, and. Um, just thinking right. about the timelines, right? You got it right after I left. So the probability that I wasn't somehow exposed to either if I if I didn't give it to you or like either that you had it at some point when I was with you, right? Like it, it seems yeah. likely I was exposed and right. other people that I saw in New York got it too. And it has to, I, I'm definitely wondering like, you know, uh, was I exposed to it or was I even potentially patient zero for some people? I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. I, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but I certainly did not come down with any kind of severe symptoms. Um, but yeah, it, who knows? Right. Um, you know, actually one thing that's interesting though, from your story that you shared um, you said that you started feeling better with the Z pack, and that I, I think yeah. we talked about this before, right? That struck me as odd, just because this is a viral yeah. thing, and Z packs are, you know, right. antibacterial. So why did a Z pack right. help you with this viral? I guess it's that the vi- the viral infection caused a secondary bacterial infection. I, that's that's the theory. That's the theory here, but you know, uh, you know, nobody sampled anything. I didn't go to the lab, get any labs. Right, but, and and that's another good point too, right? So you don't count towards the official numbers. Correct. I did not. Even though a doctor, them. right? So even though a doctor diagnosed you uh, over video as having it, I was diagnosed by numbers, two different doctors. Diagnosed two by two doctors. doctors. Yet on yes. these official, the official numbers that we're looking at, you don't count on those numbers, and you didn't have Correct. access to a test, right? Even if, if you wanted one. No, I asked multiple people. 
I'm multiple doctors, um, and they said we're not going to test you. you yeah, we're going to put you down as you. You've probably, you probably, nope, you definitely have it, but we're not, we're not testing you. We're saving it for the only people who are hospitalized and the most in need. There are these drive-in centers, but I, I tried to call them, and you were on you were on hold for hours. And plus, I don't have a car, so I'm not going. I'm not driving anywhere. Yeah, right. And, and it makes you wonder, too, right, the numbers that are being put out there are complete bullshit, right? right. Like how many people had the experience you had uh, that probably more than likely had it but or even got diagnosis but weren't tested, therefore don't count towards the official count? Um, so I, way, way more people, not to mention people who had it um, and didn't have anything near what you had. So the numbers are just bogus. Yeah, I've I've talked to several customers of mine because I've been working this entire time. I've talked to friends, um, and even my even my own sister, uh, and numerous pe- numerous people. I described that exact story to you, and they said, "Oh, I had the same thing." And I said, "Well, guess what? You you probably had it." Right. I'm gonna right. say I'm gonna say with ninety ninety five percent certainty you've that's what you had, you know. And right. I I was talking to a customer and I said, Yeah, you know, my wife had that and has that right now. And I said, Well, guess what? She's got it. <laughs> Stay away. Right. <laughs> um so it's crazy, but, man. Yeah, it's wild. And the the only way they're gonna know is if they do that uh you know, antibody test and they start doing a wider test, you know, sampling um, so they can get better at better numbers. But, you know, when you do right. when you do uh, sample studies, you only need a portion of the population and you can extrapolate that if you test a thousand people, you know, that's a that's a significant sample size in terms of data from an analytical standpoint. You know, when they do when most when a lot of drug companies do their drug tests, they don't test you know, they don't test like tens of thousands of people, you know, they, they do a sample. Mm. Um, right. So. Yeah. And, well, so another thing interesting too, right. Is, uh, so maybe you're, you've got immunity now, but maybe not. And we don't I, know that. Yeah, it's exactly. I have to treat myself like I do, like I'm not, I don't have any. Uh, yeah. Are you? Have you been wearing masks? I, I absolutely. Now, have. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well yeah. Nowadays, if I'm go, you know, go to the grocery store, I definitely am wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, I do walk outside in the park and just not near anybody without a mask on. Right. And but yeah, if I go to any, if, whenever I go to like get groceries or something like that, for sure. And I'm and yeah. and uh, tomorrow, I guess that's a nice segue there. Um, yeah. Tomorrow, when I get on an airplane to fly uh, from Baltimore back to Oakland, I'm definitely going to be wearing a mask and gloves. Yeah. Holy and, shit! <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a whole thing, right? Traveling across the country ain't what it used to be. Um, so, so you need to back up a little bit. So, why? What compelled you to go back to San Francisco? in what is still considered to be the pandemic we're we're may 1st you know the lockdown started a month and a half ago at least in new york we're still you know have high restrictions until at least the 15th if not further out i don't know what it's like in san francisco's still got to be locked down is maryland locked down or and and yeah that's my first question my second question is what's compelling you yeah, um, I think everything is still pretty locked down. And, and that, what does locked down mean? I think there's different degrees of it, some of right. which is uh, is government-enforced like lockdown, um, and some of it is just socially-enforced lockdown. Uh, right. And I don't, you know, it's hard for, I can't, I don't know the details of, like, exactly what the rules are here versus there and how they compare. But I do know that, I mean, because, you know, practically-wise, you know, I've been, I, so I've been living uh, yeah, I guess I'll back up and share. Like, I haven't have been quarantining, right? So regardless of right. whatever the the official things you are and are not allowed to do, uh, I have been practicing and I will continue to. Um, and so, right. So after, so we had this this wedding. Um, I flew back for this right. wedding. Um, 
took the right after the wedding, you know, went to New York for a few days and then that's when this thing just kind of really blew up. Um, So came back to Baltimore. My original plan had been to like, after coming back from New York to Baltimore, to fly back a few days Mm -hmm. later. But by this point, it was just looking like a bad idea uh, to get on a plane at that point. So I, um, I basically kept delaying my flight. I delayed it by like a week or two and I, I just like kept delaying it, delaying it, <laughs> delaying it, delaying it. Nice. Um, until I eventually canceled it altogether. I was, n- uh, luckily it was a Southwest flight. Uh, props to Southwest. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but you, you got a full refund. Is that what happened? Or uh, They give you a credit, uh, for okay. your flight. Um, so this, but you can change your flight infinite times and Great. you don't have to worry about it. It's the, it's the ultimate flexibility. So I've always liked Southwest for this reason. Um, That's a great reason. Yeah. And so when I, what happened for me was, um, I mean, initially I was at my dad's house. But right. then um, I actually ended up staying with my former partner, Amy. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was the last thing I expected to happen. You know, as we had broken up several months ago and um, and then, you know, then the pandemic happened. So turns out like, sorry. And you kind of got, well, you were, were you, you were kind of stuck there, right? More or less or. Yeah. Well, so, you know, we, we met up and it was the first time we had met up in a long time. And I don't, I don't want to go into too much detail into, uh, into our relationship, but just, um, from a high level, let's just say, like, it, it was definitely, like, um, there was definitely a lot of healing. And this is a, an interesting, like, silver lining to right. the coronavirus is there was this interesting opportunity that, that we had. Um, yeah. So after we kind of recalibrated, um, you know, we just decided um, that we would, like, if, if we're going to, we knew quarantine was was coming at this point. At this point, it wasn't really, it hadn't happened yet in Baltimore. People weren't really, like, quarantining it and this is when i was doing the paul revere thing i was the one actually telling right. people like hey everybody like this quarantine thing is for real it's coming like get ready start getting your groceries like we got to get two weeks of groceries and all this stuff um and i was telling my family and friends everyone like hey this is for real like i'm watching what's happening with my friends over in the west coast and we're only yeah. like a week or two behind them um mm-hmm. so as we were as everyone was sort of getting ready for this uh, we you know we just had a conversation. We talked about it and decided that we want we would like to quarantine together. And I preferred to quarantine uh, you know with her versus uh, with my dad. Um, and so we yeah. made a decision, um, made a conscious decision to do that. Um, certainly, then um, you know we didn't know exactly what we were getting into, right? right. And and I did. We didn't know how long this was going to be. Um, but you know I've been here now for almost two months. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's the two of us. We have one other housemate and who's, who's an old friend and we've pretty much been, um, yeah, we've been quarantining together. We, at one point in time also had our neighbors, uh, on the apartment above us, a couple of floors above us were part of our quarantine. Quarantine. um, (laughs) Yeah. But one of them wasn't really keeping the quarantine. So then uh, our quarantine was down to three. Um, right. and so, so we've been keeping a pretty good, pretty tight quarantine here. Um, with the exception of, you know, I've been, I would go and visit family at a distance. So I would see my, you know, my parents or our grandmother, um, outside staying right. apart. So we're, you know, doing that kind of thing, but we're not really hanging out with anyone outside of the people here. Yeah. Um, and you know, so it's, um, and it's been it it's been a really um, really interesting experience on so many levels. Um, yeah, um, it always is when you're the, stuck in, in, the la- <laughs> in yeah. confinement together. Yeah, and it was very unexpected. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been super interesting. And uh, why? So the why am I why am I changing? Why? Up now? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for one thing. Uh, you know, I'm, we're sharing a room and, uh, that's, which isn't really, um, that I, we need, we each need to have our own space. So basically in a sense, I'm looking at long-term now, right? I, we don't know how long this is going to happen. Uh, how long is this going to go on? 
And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm starting to think about the, the medium to long term game, let's call it. So right. for medium to long term, uh, I'm looking at this question of if I'm going to be in a, in a quarantine or semi quarantine situation, who knows what, what restrictions might be lifted or not in the coming weeks. But um, if I'm going to be in a quarantine for a medium to long term, uh, you know, for potentially months more, um, what's the best scenario to be in? And I, I just kind of making that honest assessment, I realized it wasn't this wasn't it um, where I need to be in my own space. Right. Um, and I just also have different schedule than other, uh, right. you know, some than everyone I'm living with. Um, I'm still very yeah. much on a West Coast schedule. So many of the people that I'm uh, connected to that I'm um, that I'm socializing with over Zoom now. Right. Are on West Coast time, three hours behind. So when it's six o'clock over there, it's nine o'clock over here. Uh, right. So there's there's that elements going on. I mean, plus, and you're not home, man. You're not... I'm not home, right? I, I have an apartment in Oakland that's been um, more or less vacant um, this whole time. I had a subletter for a period of a little small period of that, but yeah, I I, I want to be home. I want to be in my own space. Um, my my so my short term plan, right, is to get on this plane tomorrow, and I and I'm going to do as much. Um, risk reduction on that as i can I'll, I'll maybe i'll revisit that in a moment what that looks like um yeah but the plan is after i get to um after i get back to oakland uh i have an apartment that's empty so i'm gonna self-quarantine um and okay. so i have a, I, I have the ability to self-quarantine uh for some amount of time you know i don't know the exact number of days two weeks or um you know if somebody in my circles feels comfortable seeing me sooner um, you know, it would have to, we'd have to get consent from everyone who they are connected to, or if one person right. wants to, you know, there's all kinds of interesting conversations to have yeah. on that. Um, but I'm going to yeah. self quarantine for some amount of time is my short term plan. And my medium to long term plan is to find a community house. And so my, the idea is uh, I want to set myself up in, uh, if I'm going to be quarantined in a more ideal quarantine. And so most of the communities, uh, I have a very, very vast community out there and, uh, that's where most of the community that uh, where I'm going to find this kind of thing, really. Uh, and so right. I'm looking at options also, like, uh, you know, maybe going even further out, being somewhere, you know, what what does it really look like, uh, the ideal scenario? So maybe I'm going to go somewhere that's more nature, uh, also with fast Wi-Fi, of course. Um, <laughs> but, you know, living with, living, in, I can imagine myself living um, somewhere like Arcata, you know, by the beach okay. and in a, in a house like, you know, four bedroom house, let's say, um, fast Wi-Fi, but like with, uh, <laughs> let's say like other creative, Essential. right. But with other creative musician types, right. Right. Um, an environment where, um, it's very, I, I'm near nature where it's, it's very, I don't have to make an effort to go outside and, and experience it, but it's just something where I, I, uh, very accessible. I, I'm very right. highly incentivized without a lot of friction to get my outdoor time where I'm surrounded by people that are going to incentivize me to do. No, I'm trying to be in an environment that's going to be healthy for me on a medium to long term scale. So playing music, going outside, this kind of thing. So I'm trying to design for that, designing for a long, medium to long term. Um, okay. so, so the reason for risking, let's say, in the short term, taking a flight like this is to make myself healthier in the medium to long term. Got it, because um, of the unknown factor being the length of the quarantine, yeah. the length of, of all these measures, basically. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I, I, I don't know exactly what the, how it's going to shake out in this, you know, the medium long term plan that I'm working on. But um, I'm going to get out there, get back to my place first, get my stuff in order over there, do the self quarantine and then, you know, figure out, you know, it involves finding people to um to build a quarantine with it involves finding a, a location and right. it may not necessarily be in the bay itself it could be further out um where it's also going to be cheaper you know the, the advantage <laughs> to paying all the high rent in the bay is all the stuff going on and i have an apartment that's you know located in like where there's lots of cafes and restaurants and near the near the bar which is the you know the metro out there right. that stuff doesn't matter right now so yeah. my apart the apart my apartment, which I love, isn't necessarily the best place, but it's great short term because a place to land and self quarantine. Got it. Um, so that's that's kind of the vision here, um, of of what I'm going for. 
Um, Got it. It's to get back, get back, get in, get into your old place, get into a routine, and and uh, get some normalcy. Yeah, and, and really, the big goal here is set myself up to be in a situation where I can be healthy in a quarantine situation in a medium to long term scenario, uh, taking into account all of the different factors that go into health. Uh, and environment right. is is a big one. Yeah, I, I will say that I'm. I mean, I've been locked in a one bedroom apartment. I've got a bedroom and a living room that has, you know, has the an island and a kitchen and then a bathroom. And like, if I'm on the call on this call right now, and I'm in the bedroom, and you know, you're spending a lot of time in a confined space, mm-hmm. and it, like. I think being sick the first few weeks definitely gave me an extra two, three weeks of sanity because all I was like, just, just, just like trying to be healthy, man, just trying to get through it. And then after that, I think I lagged. So I think the country has been stir crazy for six weeks, for six weeks. I've been stir crazy for only the past, you know, three weeks, four weeks or, you know, two, two and a half, three weeks, something like that. And, um, I feel it, man. I definitely feel yeah, it. Yeah, it's I, it's tough, um, and it's we don't know how long it's going to be. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's but, hard. Uh, you, you need your <laughs> you need your alone time. You need you need your space. Yeah. You need you need both. You know, right. being able to be together and being able to well be a part a little bit. <laughs> and that's that's what's crazy, right? Because I had a perfect scenario for that. I had a scenario where I had a place where I had a lot of my own time, but I also was constantly going out and social. I mean, the Bay is crazy. There's so much going on all the time. So I was always having interaction, also had a place to go to myself. And now it's kind of like, you don't really get to do that quite as easily. You kind of have to either, you know, whatever scenario you're in, you're just in. You're not, you don't yeah. get as much flexibility of changing. Are you with a lot of people or not? And so I'm trying to find that that balance. Um, it's it, you know, I, and I do think I, I know, I'm doing this because I believe I'm going to find um, find a good solution. But you know, it's in order to get to it, I have to go through this kind of odyssey uh, right. to get there, um, involving the, you know first traveling by plane in this time, and second the self quarantine, just being by myself right. and alone. Uh, which will be its own challenge, and I'm sure I'll be also be its own growth. It, I mean, it's a great growth opportunity. So, so, yeah, so, it, um, it, yeah, it's gonna be an it's gonna be something for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. The plan is uh, document that. Yeah, well, exactly. We figured out. You know, if I'm gonna. That was part of the impetus for you know. I reached out to you like, hey, let's do a podcast because I figured if I'm gonna go on this odyssey, let's document it. Uh, I read an article someone posted that was kind of part of the inspiration uh you know someone who documented his cross-country travel and i figured i would do the same and and yeah i mean i'm just going to do my best to do to keep myself as safe as possible uh so of course that means wearing a mask wearing gloves um you know sanitizing my seat and tray table all this stuff and and i'm going to do some more research tonight on more specific things that i could do to travel as safely as possible um on uh, some reassuring things, though, um, that I saw that happened today, actually. So I actually got an email from Southwest detailing all of their procedures. And um, what's nice to know is that they are doing, you know, they share how they, they do all this uh, extensive cleaning in between the flights. They have these filters. They already have, um, they're limiting the number of people on each flight so that you can have um, maintain some distance. Um, and to that point, I I for the first time ever in my life, and I fly Southwest a lot. I got boarding group A. So, <laughs> so, so congratulations! I, yes, this is an accomplishment. I get a badge for this, um, which which I believe is indicative of their just not being that full of a flight, which is well, good news. Well, um, I wanted to. I was surprised. You told me. I asked you this the other day. I thought. I thought that the ticket price would have been like severely discounted but you're well, saying they, it wasn't that bad well it they canceled a lot of flights they used to be flight multiple so another risk reduction thing i did was i'm choosing to take a direct flight right i don't want to get on multiple airplanes um right. i want to have as little exposure as possible there used to be all kinds of direct flights from baltimore to oakland now there is one direct flight per week it's oh, wow. on saturdays yeah and um, because i was looking at that I've, I've been looking at this a lot and uh, so that they just reduce the number of flights. Uh, there's just not as many people flying, so there's not as many planes. Huh. 
Huh. Um, yeah, the flight was pretty. It was like two hundred fifty bucks or something uh, okay. to fly. So it, it was, was that not. Normal? Yeah, this wasn't particularly che- definitely not a cheap flight. Yeah, uh, I mean it's not it's, it's not not outrageous. Well, not what was your flight here? To norm. What was your flight here? It was about that. That's I mean it's that's a pretty typical. If you get you can get it cheaper if you book it earlier, but right. Um, it's um, yeah. I see. So so it's not that it's not that different. I I will. I'm going to ask you before tomorrow. You need to like document before, like take a couple videos or like. Those. <laughs> I'll take a picture of myself uh, with my backpack and mask on and yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah. No, take a couple videos. Like, hey, here's the airport. Here's like, I want to see. I want to see what the inside of that flight looks like. To be honest, like I okay. I want you to take a video of the inside of the yeah. plane. I'll document it. Post it. <laughs> so, we, so everybody can see. And the airport itself, because, you know, lockdowns, we're still on a, a reduced, uh, everything's been reduced. You know, everybody should, barely anybody should be traveling in theory. Um, right. And I don't, you know, businesses are supposed to be work from home. At least in New York, they are. Um so essential yeah. businesses are the only ones open right now, and yeah. people should be traveling very minimally. Definitely, and that's and, and you know. So the other factor in this that um, I have been spending this week coming to grips with, right, is this isn't like you know it used to be. Yeah, I'd fly to California, but I would know. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come. I can come back if I need to, you know. And I would have that ability to come back uh, here to Baltimore, where my family is. Um, and I and I used to. Um, I, I was even I've been living in California the last two years, uh, but I've also spent a lot of time coming back to the East Coast because we have ton, you know your wedding too um, yeah. a few months ago right and um, October, congratulations and, October. <laughs> Thank you. and and that you know there's weddings and uh, all kinds of reasons um, to come back and and I was you know I was fairly bi coastal and you know over the couple years i was increasingly spending more of my time in california but i would still come back to baltimore pretty frequently and i still have a lot of ties to baltimore uh this time though it's not like that you can't just hop back and forth between coasts and and it, yeah. arguably that wasn't probably a very sustainable thing anyway the mountain yeah. hopping back and forth exactly um but um yeah i yeah, coming to grips with when I fly to California tomorrow, I don't know when I'm going to be back in Baltimore. I don't know when I'll be able to come back to Baltimore. So this week I saw at a distance, you know, my dad and my grandmother and my mom uh, yeah. earlier today, and it carried this kind of weight to it. The goodbye wasn't like, a, all right, cool, see you next time you're in Baltimore. It was like a you know goodbye indefinitely like goodbye until maybe next year we don't know um and so i'm saying these goodbyes now that are a lot more um difficult and a a lot more um meaningful in some way right um yeah (laughs) because i I, it's not you can't just hop back and forth yeah i think that i think that the one saving grace of this whole thing not that there is, it's not saved by any means. It's just like the one bright side is that I will say that I have been in deeper touch with my family. Like, mm. like all the, I, I know people have said this, but I truly felt like, like, uh, like we had a Passover Seder and like my, you know, some t- I think last year we, I split them. Like, I think I went, I can't remember if it was this year or the last year. I split them, you know. Went to my my in laws and we went to my parents. And then this year we did both, like both nights. I saw both people and we're all in the same room. And my sister in California is there, and it's oh. like, and it's just, um, and now we're FaceTiming. Like we could have FaceTimed. Right. We we should have been FaceTiming for years. I've been out of right. Baltimore for for over a decade, and like we don't FaceTime this much. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But um. I think, but I think I do have a deeper connection with them. It feels like I'm, I'm, I actually felt like giddy because I, I felt like, wow, I feel like I'm there right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel more, a better, just a stronger connection, just like yeah. kind of being, existing, eating. We didn't, 
after we did the Seder, we just left the camera on and just ate. Like literally we ate <laughs> with each other. <laughs> and that was, it was nice, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's um, totally silver linings to this, right? Yeah, things like that, things that you know, I guess we could have done before that just we, we weren't doing, and now they're happening, and I and I'm seeing it too, um, you know, in in my work too, uh, and so many people listening to this probably are aware, you know, I I have a platform called Psychedelic Seminars, and I do, yeah. uh, and I have been doing events, and I, actually, I prior to this, I had been moving to kind of a more online than a live event focus with the platform. Uh, so in some way, I was actually very well prepared for this, uh, strangely enough. Um, but all these new things are happening. Now. So now there's these interesting opportunities where doing, um, doing crowdcasts and you know, doing interviews on, um, online and doing these online events, doing conferences online. And there's this interesting, you know, I, it doesn't, this doesn't replace that human connection. No. No, no, no way at all. And, uh, you know, I, I'm somebody who I'm very extroverted. And I, I, I loved going to these conferences uh, yeah. for the connection, for just being immersed in it. And, um, and, it's, a, and, it's, a, um, and it's difficult, right? Because it used to be when you would meet up, you know, whether you go to an event or a party or anything social, it, was, it used to be like this fully rejuvenating thing, being mm-hmm. social, because you were not only were you connecting with other people, you're also putting down the computer. And for someone like you know, myself and many others in the modern age, I spend so much of my time on the computer. Right. And... And so it was always like really rejuvenating. And now, a day, nowadays, when you're doing socializing, I'm talking to you, right? It's um, you get part of it, you get that social interaction, but you're also still there's another piece that's still draining because you get Zoom fatigue. There's there's right. there's an aspect yeah. of, of being on there. So it doesn't <laughs> none of this stuff that's happening. There's a lot of cool stuff. It doesn't replace the face to face. Yet there is something cool about it. Like, for example, the online conferences, they don't beat the face-to-face, but now when you do conferences, say on Crowdcast, you're you know, giving your talk or you're interviewing somebody right. and there's live chat and the right. audience is, inter- is, is engaging, right? And in real time, I'm doing talks now and interviews where I'm in- interacting with the audience in right. real time, which isn't really hasn't i don't know if it's i wouldn't say it's not po- i suppose it's possible to do it at an in-person but not obvious you know you're in person people are, if they're engaged in the conference they're watching no, you they're right? watching they're not talking they're not interacting and they're not texting with ideally they're not looking at our screen and texting but they're watching you give your talk but now people who are engaged in the conference are actually chatting so there is something cool about it as someone you know as a speaker to be able to speak in real time to your audience and have the and it, and even when I'm not when I'm not the speaker when I'm watching other people speak as an audience member I'm able to like give commentary uh, right. around what's being discussed and exactly. so I find that to be a really interesting thing of as far as these you know online well, events and conferences go well it's a new it's a new thing in society in general because now while somebody's giving a news conference people are tweeting live tweeting it like when Cuomo Cuomo was talking the other day and then Trump, you know, commented on his live uh, update and then he had to address in in real time. A a journalist asked him, said, this is what Trump just tweeted right now. What do you have to say about this? (laughs) And he had to stop what he was doing and respond in real time to what was being tweeted like and that's i mean that's that's the negative i th- i mean I, is it a negative i don't know they're, they're positive and negative to everything but i think that like the fact that you can interact and affect something live is is both yeah. good and there's gonna be a it's gonna affect politics and and everything majorly because now you now if somebody is a really aggressive and you want to silence somebody you just over out tweet them constant you know mm. while they're speaking and you interrupt mm. them like it's it's just interesting. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. Um, it, it it's yeah. I think that it there's, I don't know if it's clear what's good or what's bad. There's pros and cons. There's new things and uh, there's difficulties. There's opportunities. There's uh, you know challenges, silver linings, all of that. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I I think that one thing though in all this, it's, you know, kind of related to this topic, right? It's just. For someone like myself who does a lot of work on the computer um, and also is very social, uh, it's challenging finding the balance uh, in this new environment of 
um, you know, time on the computer and on the computer, right? And it used to be much easier. It used to be easy because I would I could do some work and then close the machine, go socialize. Right. And like there was a balance of of socializing and working and computer and not computer. But now it's um, all right. <laughs> the, if the if the socializing is now also computer, uh, that means you have to do you know. Well, part of it is building relationship to self, and that's what I'm going to be experiencing if I'm self quarantining and I want to be healthy. I don't want to spend all of my time in front of a screen. So I'm going to need to spend a lot of time cultivating relationship to self. So picking up the guitar, spending more time writing, you know, it's going to force right. me to be, um, to be more regimented. To me, yeah. I have to, I have to definitely be regimented um, and build a good routine with, and build a good relationship with myself. And I, I think that's part of the, uh, I know it's part of my own work now and I, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, yeah. You know, it's how it's figuring ways to, um, yeah, when you don't have the same outlets of uh, social events and yeah. you know, meeting up with other people, it's, what do you do when you know, okay, put the thing down? It's and hard. What am I doing myself? Yeah, it's hard on a day to day basis because I'm working from home. Like I've done this with 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 Marissa. Like I've worked from home, and we both worked from home at the same time, and we're both looking at each other and say, "All right, it's time to stop." You know, but now mm. it's like. But at the same time, you got that report. Like I still had today, I had a, a report due. Did I you get the up. new uh, cover page on the TPS report? <laughs> no, <the> TPS, <laughs> no, I did not. Did you get the memo? I, no, I didn't get the memo. Oh, we said there's a memo. There's a new cover letter on the on the TPS report. Oh, damn it! <laughs> the, but the point is that the you know you don't. There is a separation. I've done this before. I work from home, and I am able to do it. Uh, but at the same time, it does bleed over. Yeah, it does bleed over. There's an absolute bleed over. Yeah, if you're working from home, it's yeah, it's hard to draw that boundary. I, the work life. I, you know, when I have a stressful day, I had a stressful day yesterday, today, and like, you know, it's hard to unwind from that. And when I'm at work, and I used to get on the subway, and I have that 30 minute ride home, it's a it is a physical and a mental disconnect. And 30 minutes when I'm like, all right, this is the separation between me and my, how I felt before, you know, and now it's like, all mm -hmm. right, I just had a stressful, I've been on stressful calls all morning and, you know, I'm, how do you, how do you get off of that? How do you get yeah. off of that? Yeah. You know? And, 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 oh yeah, you're home and it's time to make dinner and, you know, like you gotta yeah, definitely have that separation. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And, and, you know, and I'm spending more time like watching movies on the computer than I used yep. to. And that makes it hard too, right? Because now I'm spending more time, you know, I'll watch a movie from my computer in bed, but now it's like, oh, I'm bringing my computer in bed a lot more than I used to. I used to have more of a, the computer wasn't in the bedroom as much, right. you know, I, and for a good reason, but now it is. And then it's so easy to, for that to bleed into, oh, check, let me just check my email. And, yep. and, and, and because everyone else, uh, is also more connected. I'm more on the computer all the time. You're, the information's coming in all the time too. There's there's way yeah. more emails coming in at, at all hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot of um, yeah. You have to self manage yourself better. Uh, I'm gonna have to do a lot of this work of building a better habits here. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Speak, um, but you know. I did want to say before, like after I started feeling better, I'm no, I'm jumping around, but I after I started feeling better, like I had, I had like the clearest mind after I started like physically feeling better and not worrying about living or, you know, and and I was doing the the screen stuff, but then I was like, I feel like rejuvenated, and I started doing more creative stuff, like. Speaking mm. of silver linings, like I made the Leo and the Bats thing. Oh yeah, that's and, great. <laughs> and like after I started feeling healthy, I was like, I, I was like, I felt like a kid in a candy shop. I felt like a new zest for life. Like I should have been doing that. I should have been calling my parents this whole time. I should have been making more creative shows and right. doing the things and like all these mental barriers and and whatnot and and realizing like. You know, I should be doing this the whole time. And then and the other thing I realized that I, I don't know, you're not home. So I don't, unfortunately, you can't feel this. But like being home, I feel like I just kind of like, you know, we spent time at home on the weekends, spent time at home at night. But like, I feel like 
when you're at your home, your parents' house, you know, I know, I know the feeling might be a little different, but when you're at the place that you grew up in and you spent years in, you spent multiple extended days, like summer, summer days where you didn't have camp in and you feel like you've lived in a place like I didn't have that feeling in a lot of different places I've lived, but like the fact that I am home and I am living in my, my space, even though it is a one bedroom, like I feel like I'm actually living here now as opposed mm. to just sleeping here and right. existing here. Yeah. Like it and feels like a place I've, it feels lived in now right. and more warm to me. Yeah. And, and that's definitely like a thing that that's an element to my decision making, right? Is I'm not in my home. I'm, I'm, I'm a guest in someone's home and I, it's, it, and you know i'm really grateful to have been taken in and to to be able to stay here uh and it's you know as far as like a more medium to long-term solution it's it's not a good one right and so um yeah it's uh it's just time to go home exactly and <laughs> so next steps you're gonna document tomorrow and uh-huh. then you're gonna document the journey and then let's check in once you get back yeah to your place yeah it sounds Sorry. good i'll have plenty to report on and uh both on uh you know i can we can talk about the journey itself by plane and i i'm sure i'll have also plenty to report on as far as like the self-quarantine afterwards yeah exactly <laughs> and there's more there's a lot of things we haven't gotten into but uh yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get into those next time yeah but in the meantime this is justin castle in new york city and i am mike margulies in baltimore for now <laughs> All right, take care. We'll catch you next time. See ya.